0: Uh, okay, sort of Pehe Amid The Mishnah, the Gemara pointed out that there's a contradiction in the Mishnah. That the if the woman says, uh, if if a person says the Kahanam and levim are not allowed to benefit from you all kahanim and levim, so the halacha is the and levim can take the truma. Either benefiting from him, no, they're not. The truma belongs to the Kahanam. The only thing he has is called tovus which is the right to distribute, and that's insignificant. But then the Mishnah said if he singled out a certain kehanim and he says, they can't benefit from me, they're not allowed to take it. Why? Because they're taking uh, what's his. I, I thought of So it's a straight-up contradiction. Is Is the right to distribute considered a monetary right that creates ownership or not? So the Gemara wanted to say, and we ended with this yesterday, that it's a Machlekes. It's Machlekes, Rabbi, and Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda. That uh, whether Toi V'shano is significant is a Machlekes, Rabbi, and Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda, what was the Machlekes about? The Machlekes is about if if a person steals 100 apples, the apples are tevel because truma is not separated. How many apples does he have to return? Does he have to return 98, which is the apples excluding the truma? Or does he have to pay for the value of the apples that he stole as well because of Tevasana? So it's a about Rebbe, and the Gemara understood what's the machleikas about. The machleikis is about whether Tevez Hanoah is considered significant. If Tevez hanah is insignificant, then all you stole from the guy is 98 apples, because the two apples that you stole are not his, because it's truma it doesn't belong to him. If you say that Tevez Hano is a significant ownership, then you could argue that you stole 100 apples from him. So that's what the Gemara wanted to say. It was a machleik, it's Rebbe, and whether Tevez Hano is considered a significant form of ownership. The Gemara now says no. The Gemara says, Loy, Three lines into the page, in a moment. Really, everyone could agree that you're not the owner. That Taivasana is not a significant uh, form of ownership. So why would Rebbe say that you have to pay back a hundred apples? Uh, why would uh, was this Reb Yehuda say? Yeah, Rebbe say you have to pay back a hundred apples. Over here, it's different because you didn't separate the truma yet. Meaning, if you would have separated the truma. Then those two are not yours. You have no form of ownership because what you have is taivasana that's insignificant. But over here, you didn't even separate it yet. So each apple you could say is not truma. But the Kamara says, but wait a minute. in and Malihurma and But wait a minute. If you're telling me that within this mixture of hundred apples, there's two that are insignificant. I mean, there's two that are truma mixed in. Yeah, you don't know which ones, but there are two Lamaisa that are mixed in truma. And your, uh, the ability to distribute is insignificant, then what is the difference exactly? It doesn't really make much of a distinction between whether it was separated or not. So the Gemara says, You're right, this is what we mean. The Gemara says, Really, I could argue, everyone agrees that Toivus Hana is not ownership. So, okay, if it's not ownership, then why do I have to pay back 100 apples? I just stole 98 because the two apples that I stole are not really the guys because they're Truma. And the only thing he has is Tayvesh Hano, which is the right to distribute, which is insignificant. The answer is it's very simple. We're punishing him because he's a Ghanif. In order to punish a Ghanif, we're going to make him pay back, even though technically I'll pee he shouldn't have to, but it's a Knas for the Ghanif. It's very simple. Really, Tayvesh Hano, Really, ownership. The right to distribute is not an ownership. So why do you have to pay back more than 98 apples? It's a punishment. Now the Gemara can argue the opposite. Rav <laughs> And Rav says, I could argue the opposite. Even if everybody agrees that it is ownership, so why does Rav Yosibar Yehuda say you only have to pay 98 apples? Because we're punishing the owner for, keeping, uh, for not separating it quick enough. Meaning, you could argue both ways. You could argue that everyone agrees that it's Teva Sanah is Mammon, everyone agrees Teva is not Mammon, and you could still figure it out. Even if you hold that it's not Mammon, Rebbe can still say you have to pay for it because it's a punishment for being a Ganav. And even if you hold everyone agrees that it is Mammon, Rebbe Sveith will could hold that you don't have to pay for it because we want to penalize the balabayas for not separating Truma quick enough. So however you understand it, it could work. Okay, so the Gemara is back to the original question, which is... No, it's a machloikis of what he has to pay, but my point is that machloikis is independent of whether uh, the right to distribute is a financial gain or not, it's a, a sign of ownership or not, because it could be a knas for the ganif, it could be a knas for the balabayas for not separating it quick enough, but it's not indicative of whether it's actual ownership. So back to the original question, which is... Our Mishnah is a contradiction because again our Mishnah says that if I say five Kehanim cannot eat my truma They're not allowed to eat his truma. Why? Because they're stealing from me. I I thought truma is ownerless The answer is yeah, but you have the right to distribute which is considered which is considered yours So they're stealing from you. They're taking from you, which is not allowed But if you cut off all kehanim, then it is allowed. What's the difference if you if taivas hana is momin, then it should be a problem in both cases. If Tayyanah is not, not Mammon, it shouldn't be a problem. What's the difference between all Kehanim in the world and five Kehanim? So the Gemara says very simple. The answer is very simple. Our Mishnah believes that the right to distribute, which is the right to choose which Kehan gets it, is considered a sign of ownership. But if I say no kayan in the world can take this truma, you know what I'm doing? I'm taking my right of distribution, I'm flushing it down the toilet. Because think about it, these two apples are truma. The only one on planet earth that could eat these apples are kehanim. By me saying no kayan in the world can benefit from me, you know what that's basically saying? I'm basically saying any kayan can take this because my right of distribution is gone because I've outlawed everybody. In other words, really, the rights to choose is considered a right but you forfeit that right when you cut off all kahanim in the world from food that only the kahanim can eat and you can't so by you cutting off all kahanim you're in essence basically saying uh, oh you know my my right uh, my right to to choose is removed because you have no right to choose because you chose you chose an impossibility by cutting off every kayan which is an impossibility so in essence you've forfeited your right okay uh, from here until the end of the hour, we're not going to finish the daf because it's a continuation into the next daf. It's just like a mi- middle of a flow. This is li- almost word for word. It's actually word for word. Ksuvah's daf So uh, I would advise if this daf is a little unclear, listen to Ksuvah's daf nuntas. There's Rashi over there is very, very clear. But we'll run through it. And that is like this. Koinam al val pi'avicha, val val If a woman says... She makes a neder that she's cut off from her father, her brother, her father-in-law, her brother-in-law. The halacha is a niachal You can't nullify the vow because it's not distressful, because it's only one person, and it follows Rav Yossi that for it to be distressful it have to be everybody. And it's not affecting their relationship, it's affecting her relationship with her father or her father-in-law. It's not affecting her husband's relationship well, with her. No specific, because the point is, even though it's family, it's still not considered close enough to be affecting the relationship. Okay, so far so good. Let's say she says the opposite. She says she's cut off from her husband. Meaning, the halacha is that a wife, uh, the money that she earns goes to the husband. And he has the rights to do that. In exchange for him giving her food, he gets her salary. So if she says, my salary is usher to my husband, I'm cutting off my husband from my salary, the halacha is, you don't have to nullify because it's not a valid vow. Because it belongs to the husband. So it's not her right it's not her right to cut him off. Rav Akiva Omer Yefer, Rav says you should still nullify the vow. Why? Shemetadiv, because maybe she'll make more money than what belongs to the husband. The halacha is that in exchange for meziness, in exchange for basic food, she gives him his salary, her salary, but not her entire salary. There's a certain amount. I think it's like five pounds of warp or something of slawn. There's a certain amount of that's 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 in exchange. Everything above that. Technically, it's hers. Now, historically, the Mishnah and says that they would still give that to the husband in exchange for a silver coin weekly, but there's the regular salary, and then there's the base salary, which belongs to the husband, and then there's excess. So, says Vikiva, you should nullify the vow, Why? Because maybe she'll make more money, meaning the main salary she doesn't have the right to cut off her husband because it belongs to the husband. But if she makes more money than that, then the excess will be usr, and therefore uh, you should nullify the vow because the excess will be usr. Rav Yechmen Nuri says he takes it a step further. Now, by the way, this Rav Akiva Shita is built on the premise, which means that you can um, consecrate or affect something that does not yet exist you see in the beginning of the month when she doesn't have her salary yet she is usering the excess which doesn't exist yet but Rav feels that that's a possibility Rav st- t- t- takes a step further he says <laughs> Rav Minuri says you, you know why Rav says you should nullify the vow because maybe she'll get divorced and then once she gets divorced her salary is assured to him and then if she, if he ever wants to remarry her, right, she asserts her salary on the husband. that doesn't work because the salary belongs to the husband. says nullify the vow. Why? Because if she gets divorced in five years, then her salary in five years will be Usar. And then And then if she if she chooses to remarry him, it's gonna be complicated because, because you can't marry a woman that you're that that she cut you off. So, in, order, in essence, you should nullify the vow because it might take effect when she's divorced. Now, again, this doesn't exist I, yet. I'm sorry for making you crazy. I understand. There's a woman who makes a vow that her money does not pay her husband. She gets divorced. She keeps the money. It's now usher to that guy. It would be usher anyway. It it's work. not usher. Why would it be usher? Why would it be his money? No, but if she chooses to give it to him, she could. But now she can't because she made it also. And now if she remarries she's him. she's there's no connection anymore. If she, if he, if she chooses to give him a gift, right? A divorced woman could give any man a gift. Right. So she's not allowed. To give she's not allowed one one. to give him a gift. Now, if she chooses to remarry him, that would be very complicated because you're, in essence, what rabbi would be mesadek kedushin of a couple that everything that she does, he's not allowed to benefit from. That's not, a, that's not a tenable situation. So nullify the vow because it will take effect if they get divorced. Now, by the way, the divorce didn't happen yet. That means that she's able right now to make a stipulation that will affect something that doesn't exist yet. That's called Adam Makdish Dover Shaloi Bala That's the premise of Rav Yocham and Shita. says the Gemara, Amr, Amr Shmuel, Halacha, K'Rav and Nuri. Shmuel says the Halacha follows Rav Yocham and Nuri. That a person is able to make another now that will come into effect after the divorce. Now, if Shmuel paskins like Ravicham and Nuri, that means that Shmuel holds that a person is able to create a chalois now on something that does not yet exist. Now, here's the problem, and this is the sugin in Ksubis. There's a Mishnah in Ksubis. The Mishnah says, Let's say a husband consecrates... His wife's salary. He says, My wife's salary, it belongs to the base of Go to the next page. Hariza chalas. the nether does not take effect. Now, why doesn't the nether take effect? I thought it belongs to the husband. So the Gemar in Ksubis over there explains, it's talking about a case where he's either one opinion says he's not giving her food, so the salary is only in exchange for the food. Or she's choosing not to take his Food in exchange for the salary it's her right this happens to be a marriage where she said I'd rather not take your food I'd rather keep my salary to myself so in essence in this case the salary does not belong to the husband so therefore his hegdish does not take effect but let's say he says hamoiser. let's say he says whatever she makes excess of her salary is now belonging to the beis hameikdash ravmeir Oymer hegdish Rav Meir says it's hegdish now when is it hegdish so the Gemara in Ksubis explains this refers to when she dies and he gets it as an inheritance. In essence, he's saying, when she dies, and I get as an inheritance, it should be holy. Rav Rameir says, good, it's holy. Why? Because Adam makdish, I, she's not dead yet, and it doesn't exist yet. Adam makdish, dover shalab Says Rav Yochanan Asandler, chulin, not effective. Rav Yochanan Asandler is of the opinion, ain't Adam makdish, davr Okay. Amr Shmuel, halacha, Rav yochanan And Shmuel says, the halacha follows Rav Yochanan Asandler. So, Here's the problem. Rabbi Shmuel paskins like Rav Yochan HaSadler that ain't other Magdash but he paskins like Rav Yochan Menuri that if a woman says if a woman says my salary is usher to my husband it'll take effect after they get divorced which doesn't yet exist. So how could he paskins like Rav Yochan HaSadler that ain't other Magdash but he could also paskins like Rav Menuri that the nether will take effect in five years when it doesn't yet exist so it's a contradiction in Shmuel Shita. so the Gemara says attempt number one is a very strange attempt and Rashi says it's sort of a dead on arrival, it's a DOA type of attempt the Gemara says like this um, right, Rav Yochanan Nuri says that if a woman says koinam if she says that my, my salary is also to my husband it'll take effect when they get divorced the problem is that doesn't yet exist how could Shmuel passkin like that? So maybe he doesn't actually passkin Rav Yehuda Menasandler, Rav Maybe he passkins really like Rav Kiva. That it's not that it'll take effect when they get divorced; it'll take effect when there's an excess. So really, he doesn't passkin Rav Nuri, He passkins like Rav Now, here's a couple problems. First of all, the instant problem is we're trying to find a way that Shmuel could hold in um, and that's the problem with Rav so What's the solution? You follow Rav that what that it's uh the net that takes effect when she makes more money than her base salary does that yet exist no so that's also working with the fundamentals of Drava makdis so it doesn't help first of all it doesn't answer the question also you're telling me that when he said the hallach of haus he really meant that's a strange havamina. You should probably say that. So the Gemara says. First of all, just say that. Or say the halacha does not follow Tanakama. Or say the halacha follows Rav Akiva. So how could you say that when he says halacha benuri, he doesn't really mean that? Here's what he says. So the Gemara says, okay. The answer is like this. Shmuel really holds in general, you are not able, which means you're not allowed to be something that does not yet exist. So why does he pass that when a woman says, Kainam, my salary, it'll take effect in five years when they get divorced? The answer is, different. which is answering something with the lashon of a carbon, is so effective, it's so powerful, it actually could assert something that does not yet exist. So in general, Shmuel holds, But kainam is different. Why is kainam different? Because kainam, in general, the things that you own, like that Gemara that you own, that's your Gemara, I have no jurisdiction over that. That's yours. I could assert that thing on me with a kainam. Now that's a strange thing. What does that show you? That shows you that kainam is very effective. So too, Koinum can take effect on something that does not yet exist. That's the argument. So the Gemara says no. Abaya says your argument is flawed. Well, what's your argument? Because I could answer your Gemara on me, which is strange because I don't own your Gemara, you see that koinam is very effective, so too I can make a koinam on something that doesn't yet exist. But I'll tell you why that's argument that's flawed. To make a neder or a kainam, there's always two things. There's the subject, and then there's the person, right? There's always two things, right? If I say, that gemara is also to me, there's the gemara and me. To make a kainam, I have to own one of the things, right? I say, that gemara, which I don't own, is also to me, well, I own me, so that makes sense. Or if I say, my gemara is also to you, I don't own you, but I own my gemara. That's why it works, can I say your Gemara is Aser to Manasha? No, because I don't own either of the subjects of the nether. So what are you saying? That because I could Aser your Gemara onto me, which kind of makes sense because I own me, I should be able to Aser, the woman should be able to Aser her salary, which doesn't yet exist, so it's not hers, on her husband, which she doesn't own. <clears throat> that, that's a flawed argument. Your, your premise is that because I could ask your Gemara onto me, you see, koinam is so effective, I could a woman could ask her salary on her husband in five years. Okay, the problem is, in the case of Gemara, at least I own one of the subjects. I own me. That woman is trying to ask her salary, which doesn't exist, so she doesn't own it. Well, isn't technically at her husband's anyway? True, but so when really when she gets divorced, <laughs> exactly. So it's not hers now. It's not hers. It doesn't her. exist and she's trying to ask her on her husband, which she doesn't own. So it's a flawed argument. So the Gemara says, okay. The Gemara answers, it could be in the Mishnah when she asks her salary, which we said is a problem, because that's She's not actually asking her salary, she's asking her hands, which do exist. Right, we're, we're always thinking it's like the money which doesn't happen, she's asking her hands. And her hands do exist right now. Because that way, the nether will take effect. But here's the problem. Her hands, first of all, then why does it take effect after the divorce? It should take effect now. Is that the Gemara is going to get to. But also, her hands don't belong to her. They belong to her husband's, right? If her husband has rights to her salary, which is made by her hands, then her hands sort of don't belong to her either. So how does that work either? So the Gemara says, uh, But her hands belong to her husband. She says... The nedr should take effect on my hands when I'm divorced, which by the way is the same problem. It's another magdashravishalailum. The Gemara says hashna Mila Magdasha. But she's not divorced yet. So it's it's the same problem of Ainod Magdish Shavashablam. So we'll stop here because it continues all the way into the next Summit. But basically we're backed by this problem, which is how could Shmuel Paskin like Ravyokhan and Anna Sandler that Ainotha Magda Sablaulam, but he could also pass Ravihum and Nuri that if a woman says, Koina, my salary on my husband, it'll take effect in five years after the divorce. How does that work? Oh, stop it. Let me just turn off the recording.